Hello, friends. Nico here from the Geek Cast Live, and you are proudly listening to the Movie Podcast Network. Hey there, Cartoon Joe here. If you like what we do, head on over to Patreon.com for special extras and crispy num-nums that you can get for just a few dollars a month. That's Patreon.com slash GeekCastLive. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or follow us on SoundCloud. Be sure to comment, like, review, leave cynical comments, or call Nick mean names. He likes when you do that. Like books? Hate to read? Have ears? Like to listen? Well, we have a solution. Audible.com, where there's over like a million or something books that you can listen to with your ears. Go to audible.com slash geekcastlive for a nice kick in the pants. We'll do it live! It's a trap! And Cartoon Joe! We are sans Nick tonight, but that's okay. We have Alex Yard coming at the top of the hour. Uh, and uh, we have a, a lot to get to. And I'm excited because I missed last week and I miss you guys. Well, we missed you too. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks. It was a, you, guys had, you guys had a good show. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Tried. Uh, so. Nick, uh, bless his soul, tried his damnedest to keep us together and in line. <laughs> well, he's <laughs> well, he's like Taskmaster, <laughs> and and Rob and I—it's like herding cats. Let's be realistic. I would agree with both of those points <laughs> vehemently. Uh, you know what? You did. I couldn't even get my name right last week. So, what'd you say? <laughs> I'm just surprised you didn't say you said vehemently correct. Oh, vehemently? That's so unlike you to not go with vehemently. Vehemently. I actually like the sound of that better. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> vehemently? Vehemently. I'm a, I'm a vehemently guy. I'm oh, a vehemently. 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 So, hey, anyway, we were talking before the show, and I don't, you guys have never heard, I, I kind of almost don't want to disclose publicly my idea, but I will because. Even if I don't make any money off of it, I still think it should be made. Okay. Um, it's a it's an app I'm calling Theme Song App. All right, I'm you've got my. I'm attention. into it. You already have songs on your phone, yes. Mm-hmm. So you already Seriously. have uh, a GPS thing on your app, yes. 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 So you would go to a location and essentially check in to that location and you would mark the exact GPS location. You would mm-hmm. then tag a song to that location. And when you got your phone in your pocket, if it's in your hand, it doesn't matter. As long as you have the app running in the background or you turn the notification on that you want it to be running type thing, you, you turn that setting on. When you hit that location, the song starts playing on your phone. I'm very into that theme song. That's fantastic. So you want to, every time you walk in the Rob's place, you want uh, like a careless whisper, 
Did you start playing on your phone? Because that's your Rob's Place theme song. It fucking should be. It plays. Maybe you could even have it set up to where all the devices in your house start playing it. Yeah, like your Google Home or your Amazon Echo or whatever. The cool thing is you can set multiple songs for multiple locations. I mean, you don't have to have just one theme song. Right. You can have you can have a theme song for every place you put a pin in the map. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. So Especially say, if you could add like a like a time thing. Exa- that's exactly right. So now you could that was the next layer of it. Now you can toggle if you want it to just play the second you hit it, if you want it to wait a minute, wait five minutes, up to you. How do we yeah, make it cool. so it's not super creepy that you can tag other people and like so other people have their own theme song as you become in like come into proximity of them? Well, I think there would have to be a thing where maybe you uh, like a ask like maybe an ask permission. I don't know. Um, you know, because even with with iOS 11 right now, if if you're like if you walk into my house and you're not on my Wi-Fi, but my phone recognizes that you're a contact of mine. It will ask me, Hey, do you want Rob to have your Wi-Fi password? And if I press yes, it connects you to the Wi-Fi. That's awesome. I did not know that was a thing. So maybe it'd be the same concept. Hey, do you want Ryan to be able to use your location as a theme song? Have you shared your location with anybody through like a text message? I have. Be the same, maybe, maybe, I don't know how it would work. But the, I also like the idea where my phone would start playing Rob's theme song when Rob is five minutes away. Mm-hmm. Huh? That'd be yes. kind of neat. I'm with you. I also like the idea of a like a fade in. Yeah. Like as I'm entering my house, like maybe I get to my driveway and the music starts to play quietly and then it reaches full volume by the time I get to my door. I mean, that's hard to hard to pull off, but that'd be pretty badass theme song app i'm fucking telling mm-hmm. you i think it's a great idea it's a million and rob idea. rob i never thought about the idea of like a reverse theme song i would tag a location on my phone but i would tag it to your your gps and when you get to that location it starts playing your theme song on my shit yeah i'm saying because i would love to be like instead of saying like oh god where's rob all of a sudden be sitting around here like you know, I never want to dance again. To We're really committed I to this, aren't we? No oh, Careless Whisper? <laughs> yeah, it's the name yeah, of the no. episode. <laughs> anyway, that was just that was my that was my uh, my theme song. If anyone out there knows how to make this app, if anybody out there wants to make this app, um, just consult me, and that's uh, that's all I'm asking. A little bit of cons- consultation, uh, maybe a couple ducats, maybe like a founder's fee. Um, maybe just a cool uh, pair of pants or something. I don't know. That'd be neat. Yeah, yeah. I'm not asking for much. Just want to Fitted be able to use the cool app. Tailored suit. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. That has theme song app like sewn in the back of the suit. The logo. Yeah. It's just like over and over again. <laughs> it's a it's a suit made out of the logo. Mm, I can, I can get behind that. Interesting. Like an like an alphabet suit. Uh, in other news, I officiated 
uh, my first wedding over the weekend. Oh, you did? I well, did. I loved the video. I thought it was awesome. I did. So you saw what you 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 got the chance to see what the vows were that I threw out. I, I did. It was really cool to see uh, Obadiah Stain. Uh, <laughs> Rick roll me. Uh, Actually, Rick roll the bride and groom. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, it was a little nerve wracking because uh, you know you don't want that to turn out. You don't want them to take offense to it. Right. Right. But then again, if it wasn't if it wasn't who they were, I, I wouldn't have done it. I knew that they would be down for it. I also knew that their uh, his friends, the younger people in the crowd, would think it was great. And then uh, the best part of it was the people who the people who knew I was Rick rolling them knew, and they knew. Some people knew the second I said never give you up. Right. Some people it took until the next line. Ne- never let you down. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's the people that were there who um, ha- still have no idea that that they were rickrolled, and they thought that those <laughs> I, were just beautiful vows. Why are people laughing? I don't. This is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I think it went well. I was very. I thought happy. it was great. I I couldn't tell you were you were nerve wracked. To be honest with you, you looked confident. You sounded confident. I was a. Uh, uh, I was a. Uh, I was. Uh, I don't think you've seen the videos from the first half of the ceremony. Um, no, I, was, I don't think I have. I was a weepy mess. Mm. Yeah, I, I believe uh, every bit of that. It was really dusty out. <laughs> really dusty out. But I've it, done it. You know, it, cool. so it looked like a dry day. So I think here's what's interesting, and I could be wrong. But Rob, you're ordained, yes? I am indeed. And you've officiated a wedding. I have indeed. Is 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 Joe the only one here who hasn't officiated a wedding? No, I've officiated a wedding. Oh, have you? Okay, I was gonna say I thought it was gonna be really ironic that you, the holy man, is <laughs> the only one here. Who <laughs> I know, right? A wedding. <laughs> now you're also nope, I a, a recent member of that club, aren't you, Joseph? I am. I am. I've got my black card and everything. Yeah. Oh, so you you went Universal Life Church. Yeah, you can't get ordained in my church until you have an MDiv and have served for three years at a church. Oh, so you just yeah, you you did the long, you did the long around. Yeah. So yeah, well, that's cool. That's fine. Yeah. So uh, no, I you know it was uh, it's not something I don't think I'm going to clamor to do again. Um, not that I didn't enjoy myself. Um, I just I, I it's a. Uh, that's a lot of pressure, really. I mean, that's a lot of. Right it is, and I also, I also find, uh, and maybe this wasn't your experience, but uh, so I, I officiated for some close friends of mine as opposed to family. Uh, but I, I found that I, I was so exhausted from the the mental preparation of it that I couldn't really party when it came time to party, and also like I was the minister, and so I didn't feel comfortable. Like getting sloshed or anything. Well, I got, ha- I, got a, I got hammered. Fair. Um, yep. <laughs> it helps. It helps that it was your uh, your close cousin and yeah, it was my it was my first it was my immediate family. Right. But uh, see, that's the thing. I I don't know. Ever since my dad's been doing it, he's been getting asked by people like in the community, like, "Hey, would you know you were my high school wrestling coach thirty years ago? Would you want to officiate my wedding?" And my dad's like. <laughs> Like, sure. 
And I'm, yeah, like, why not? I'm like, Ed, you don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't know these people. You're not like, you don't want to do that because that's, that's not something you could exactly bail on either. Right. You can't be like, Hey, you know what? Changed my mind on that. Right. Once you say yes, you're in. I mean, you're, you can't, uh, you can't not do it. I have a feeling that maybe I'll have, I'll be, I, I don't know who would ask me at this point to do it for them uh, in my family. That's the only thing. I mean, everybody is basically married. Um, yeah. For, for a while anyway. Right. I mean, I got a while, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe Rob will, maybe Rob will let this one slip away. I don't know. Let's not put, <laughs> let's not put pressure on me for this. <laughs> I, I tried pulling that trigger once already in my life, and that was not the best of calls. Yeah, that one, that, that was a pretty strong misfire. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was. For the record, if you ask me, I'm just going to deny, I'm just going to decline it. Oh, now you're the first person I'm asking. I'm going to make me, you feel forcing me really to guilty. I'm, no, I'm not going to feel guilty because I'm telling you now. <laughs> you're going to you're gonna be like, hey, Ryan. Um, but, but Ryan, we'd like, we'd you like are the man us. who has had the greatest impact on my life. It would, we'd mean, like, we'd like you to it would mean the world to me if a man that I looked up to as much as you was to officiate my wedding. And I would say, you know what, Rob? I'd rather... I'd rather have your back and just be a groomsman. Let me have your back. That's what I'd rather. That's a better place for me. Man, I thought I did really well on that. I was really. No, I felt the, I felt the emotion. I felt the emotion. The sincerity was there. But at the same time you were saying that, this is the, this is the craziest thing. There's a Dementor in my basement. And it's just the weirdest thing. The same time you were saying that, he was doing that fucking Azkaban control thing and <laughs> so getting all of the happiness in the room right lucky luckily you guys I had to mute my mic I expect a Patronus Tim and now I'm having some chocolate ah. so it's I'm, I'm fine now fine now so just I don't want you to think that those words fell flat okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, now that we've gone down this rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> oh, man. I missed you guys. I don't, uh, I don't like taking weeks off. What were, you, uh, what were you up to last week? Uh, at a riffraff show or in the cornfields? Oh, no. I was officiating a wedding. I think we. Oh, that's right. We literally just said that. that. <laughs> literally <laughs> just went through that whole thing. I tell you what, oh, it, was in up, it was in upstate New York at the Finger Lakes. Um, mm -hmm. in Penyan, New York, and it was, um, it is beautiful. I could see myself living there. It's wine country, which I thought was really, yeah. I did not know that. Supposedly, it's got the same soil makeup and climate as the Champagne region of France, which is, why the, know that. is why the grapes grow uh, the way they do. And it's actually, we went to one winery, and I know just enough about wine to get myself like two extra tastings of wine at a wine tasting. You <laughs> nice. know what I mean? Well, I start mm -hmm. asking questions. They're like, oh, you like Moscato. Well, let me let me try this one. You know, let's go rogue for a second and have some Moscato that's not on the tasting menu. And uh, we start talking to this guy. And we're like, you're supposed to, for like, for like six bucks, you get like four wines to taste. And we're on like our 13th tasting of wine. And I told him, I said this guy, I'm like, hey, dude, like, don't get yourself in trouble getting us all this wine. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. I own the place. So and I was like, he said that. And I was like, 
fucking cheers, man. Let's get so bring the wine. So he's coming on the podcast to talk wine. Right? I could, I could, I do have his. Uh, I talked to him about that. I do have his contact. I would love to have him come on and talk about wine, especially because um, his name is Oscar, and he looks like and talks like the museum curator from Ghostbusters Two. Like nobody look at Vigo. <laughs> yes! No one look at Vigo. It's that's him. And so that's awesome. I would love to bring him on. He would be fucking great. And I mean, and he knows his shit. What's cool is he was like real fucking like flippant with shit. Like, oh, you like dry wines? Like, then don't just here drink this, but don't taste it. Just drink it because I poured it, and we're not gonna <laughs> just pour. You know, we're not gonna pour it in the spittoon. Right. And now let me let's let's go around the corner here where I got some dry wines. And oh, you like sweet wines? Let's get you some sweet wines. Like fucking real quick. And that's what he was. I thought it was almost, he was acting like, fuck it. I, uh, this is my last day. So I don't give a shit. That's, what he was acting like. <laughs> that's awesome. That's funny. I was like, dude, you're going to like, like we went way off script here. I don't want to get in trouble. I own the fucking, he's like, I own the place, dude. Chill out. <laughs> like, okay, sweet. Have you checked that's... in since you left? Is it like, did it go under? Was it his last day? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> then he just set fire out. to it and walk away. <laughs> I know. I'm bored. Like, you know what? It's my, last, <laughs> it's my last day. I gave these people some extra tastings, and now I'm lighting the bitch on fire. <laughs> Fuck my it. job here is done. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm, I got a job. You're going to go Vidalia Onions. <laughs> what? I just... I was making a Vidalia Onions joke. Like, oh. he lit the place on fire, and it, and it sulfurated the soil, and... I thought you said Vidalia onions, but I couldn't catch the first part, and I didn't know how that fit into a joke. Like, I was wondering why he would just be like, well, I was a sommelier, now I do Vidalia onions. It was just the next logical step in his career. And it was funny, too, because I asked, I was like, are you, so you're like a sommelier? And he was like, no, sommeliers are trained in the retail selling of wine at a restaurant or a bar. Um, I'm an asshole. And <laughs> so I'm not a sommelier. I just, I'm a vintner. And I was like, all you had to say. <laughs> Fucking perfect. Excellent. I don't work. <laughs> I, I, I'm an asshole and can't work retail. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, upstate New York is great also for uh, beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went to a couple. Uh, we went to Abandoned Brewery. And then we actually went. Uh, the cool thing is that there, uh, there's, there's fucking hundreds of wineries on this one stretch of road we were on. I mean, it was like either side of the road, didn't matter where you were. Like it was like every 20 feet was a new winery. And then right everybody in the middle owns of, exactly three grapevines. It's fantastic. <laughs> Basically right in the middle of it was the wienery and they do high end sausages and hot dogs. Oh, okay. And so like, like I had like two like New York red hots. With nice. with uh, truffle mayonnaise and foie gras, and like grilled red onions. That sounds awesome. It was, yeah, dude, it it was like, it was like, uh, it was so decadent. You almost, you almost couldn't. Like I had, I, I can eat more than two fucking hot dogs. Right. I got done with my. It was two hot dogs on one bun with the foie gras and all that shit. I I got done with it. and I was like, I need. I like I need the biggest of naps. I'm fucking done. It's like I ate a whole chocolate eclair cake. <laughs> I believe that. 
It sounds like it sounds like a heart attack on a bun. <laughs> it was. It was so delicious, though. But it was cool because it was called the Wienery. And actually, and then I met another guy there. I met one of the cooks there. His name is Jared. Uh, he comes to Gen Con all the time. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to hook up uh, next year. Fantastic. So yeah, uh, it was a it was a cool uh, it was a very cool trip. Um, like I said, the, the downsize was I wasn't on the podcast. Plus side was. It's not like I was uh, thumbing my bung. So true. <laughs> that that is true. Rob. Yes. Um. I want to play your cool game, but the app just sucks. Yeah. No. Okay. So let's go ahead and talk about this for a second. So. Uh, I have been following this for a little bit. Uh, there's a new Game of Thrones app that just came out. Uh, just came out. I think it launched today or yesterday called Game of Thrones Conquest. And I will second that. It worked great for a little bit for me, but uh, it is uh, the servers, I assume, since then have been taken down. Uh, and it uh, it is just riddled with bugs. Um, so, uh, valiant effort. Way to fail at launch. See, but now I just opened the app up again just for shits and giggles, and now all my shit's back to where it was supposed to be. I got uh, I got my banners. I got everything. The only thing I don't have is I was... Uh, yeah, there it is. I still got my, my house name. All that shit. It's, it's, it's actually been... Uh, on my iPad, it's been working for the last two hours. I just changed my avatar... Yeah, so now, but, uh, now I'm wondering how do I how do I become your bannerman? Uh, I don't know. So uh, in a perfect world, I would go ahead and just invite you guys, or you could search out a liege. Um, and it's uh, it's pretty interesting. I mean, it's a it's a fairly like Farmville Clash of Clans type game. It's it's definitely like uh, what is what is the uh game of war or whatever it's oh, like wow. um ebony <clears throat> yeah yeah um but uh um, how do i how do i search is... how do i search you out uh so there should be a banner in the lower right hand corner and uh... yeah you can't search in that unfortunately no all i could do is refresh the list until your name pops up interesting Okay. Well, then I don't know. As of right now, that's really disappointing. I guess uh, I'll just join. I'll just. I'll just join Crazy Nate's league. Well, <laughs> I would. I would hold off, and then I can try and find you guys and figure it out. But yeah. So it's. Uh... I know that there's a way to do it. I just don't know. Like use friend. I uh, used friend code to get into Kingdom Ten. Whatever that means. <laughs> Crazy Nate. Oh, player search. Where's that? What's your player name? Uh, if you go into settings and then scroll all the way down, well, almost all the way down, uh, it would be Karagor. Player search. Uh, how do I spell it again? Uh, that would be C A R A G O R E. G O R E. Glad I asked because I would have never gotten that. View details. Oh man, we look the same. Uh, request to join Liege or invite to join your banner man. Which one do uh, I want to do? You want to uh, request join to your... join Liege. Okay. Or request to be my bannerman, sorry. You want to be Oop. my 
Too late. I can't join your liege anyway. There's no available follower slots. This player already has a liege. They must leave their liege to become your bannermen. Oh, okay. So I just I became one of your bannermen. Yep, yep. And then hang on, Rai. I will take care of that in one second, and you can do the same. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. All right. Request to be my bannermen. Or whatever. Request to join liege? Uh, yes. Request to join liege. Oh, <clears throat> cool. I guess I've done that. Beautiful. Have I done that? You did it. All right, and then you guys just have to get Bannerman too. And then we pyramid scheme our way into, well, right now I'm working for the Dredge Ward. So. <laughs> you would. Well, it seemed like a good one to go for initially. Uh, huh. but anyway. anyway. Yep. So if it seems you guys like the app's to, working now. So if you have any interest in uh, like Farmville-style games or uh, Game of Thrones and you've got time to waste, Game of Thrones Conquest on the I App Store. I, need, I, I, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm House Gorman. Uh, oh. I'm a bannerman of House Karagor, so. Fuck to the yeah. Whoop. We should probably add our guest. I think it's time. Yeah, that makes sense. Is it time? It is time. The time has come. To talk of many things? Oh, uh, yeah. Stay the ships I know there's an end to the rhyme, but I couldn't think of what it was. And kings. Yes. Uh, the ships are boiling hot and weather fish have wings. Nothing. I, you guys need to watch I know it's order. there. You need to watch more Alice in Wonderland. Well, I'm sure I will eventually. The, the poem's in the book. But. Oh, I'll allow it then. <laughs> oh, I love Skype. Right. We're having guest difficulties, but we'll we'll work through it. Keep talking while I try to find them. Uh, so let's see what else is going on in the world of geek. Um. Uh, the new Battlefront for Star Wars officially launched, uh, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, is it good? Have you played it yet? Uh, I have played some of it, and it is very solid. Uh, it is a, a much, much better game than the uh, than the initial uh, remake of Battlefront. Um, the campaign, the single-player campaign, is... Uh, Incredibly engaging, very, very awesome. Uh, the multiplayer is also really good. Um, and I've also enjoyed the Clone Wars a lot. So being able to actually play through those factions instead of just the Rebels and the Empire, um, I, I can really, really dig on. That being said, uh, EA, the company who makes Battlefront... Yeah, this, this was some new news, wasn't it? It just, just came out? Yeah, uh, so there was a... Uh, uh, development studio that was under the umbrella of EA games called Visceral. Um, Visceral did uh, all of the Dead Space games back in the day, which are some really fantastic like sci-fi horror games. Um, and for uh, a while, they were working on um, a couple of, at least one Star Wars project. Uh, I believe they were the ones that were initially working on... Uh, 1313, but I, 
I might be overstepping there, but they were definitely working on the uh, latest open world Star Wars game that was uh, in the progress of coming out. And uh, for whatever reason, EA closed them down, closed down Visceral Studios entirely. Um, so it's just kind of another uh, Star Wars like single player campaign game that they have just like a kind of really just shut down before it was even able to try and garner a following or like to get even remotely close to launch. Uh, which is kind of disheartening, uh, mostly because it's like very clear and apparent at this point in time that EA has absolutely no desire to do uh, like the the format of game anymore, like that the, the single player game where it's uh, really really story driven and involved, and they were moving towards this DLC like um, season pass uh, sort of marketing base and uh, the design frame for games. So. I hate that. We should all agree not to pay money for those types of I things. I know, like it, I, it, it, it's rough. I, I, it breaks my heart because coming from like all of the games that I played, being like uh, Knights of the Old Republic and um, the the Halo games, even though I guess Halo didn't have a big multiplayer aspect to it. Uh, Jade Empire, a lot of Bioware and Bethesda, um, like Skyrim. Uh, like I, I think that there is still a massive following. Uh, for those types of games. I mean, Skyrim is getting ready to get a uh, another um, big update, and it's getting ready to get um, a, a massive resurgence. Fallout 4 is still huge, and they're getting ready to do uh, uh, VR development for that, if that hasn't already um, like come out or is going to be coming out here in the near future. That's awesome. I so, love VR. Yeah, so like, there's obviously this huge market for these the type of games, these engaging RPGs where you're kind of in control of the story. Um, but it, EA just has no desire to go with that format anymore. So, mm. yeah, Bummer. I would agree. I would agree entirely, but yeah, I just, <clears throat> I didn't read into it, but I saw that they crushed the development and moved away from the studio and everything. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Yeah, it's weird. I hate Skype, by the way. Are you still uh, struggle busting over there? Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm talking to I'm talking to Alex. Um, it's just not allowing him. Uh, <clears throat> for some reason, not allowing him to jump on. And of course, you know, there's nothing like starting the show off plugging the guest you're gonna have, and, <laughs> and hoping to Christ only to not have the guest. Right. Yes. That is the worst. This is a bummer because I want to talk Black Panther with him very badly. I do too, because I'm not an expert. He probably is. Most likely. And by probably, I mean, you know. Is? It's right in his wheelhouse. Oh, sad day. Yeah. You got to make it? It's been a day of technical difficulties. It has been. Man. You think after four years of podcasting, <laughs> we what are we supposed to do? What, what, what are we supposed to do? Get better? Uh, kind of schmuck does that? What kind of yuck yuck do you think we are? Yuck yuck. He went with. I don't. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> listen. I've been. I've been drinking a lot. 
That makes sense. I, I hear that. The day ends in a Y, I believe. I've got a <laughs> Bell's Two-Hearted Ale here, which I'm rather enjoying. How is that? I mean, I've uh, had it, but how is, how is yours specifically? So uh, it's, it's cold. It's an IPA. Um, I, I enjoy it. Um, it's, uh, it is exactly like uh, Bell's Two-Hearted would be. Um, a little bitter on the front, but uh, it's good. Hmm. I was trying to figure out more to say about the beer there, but... I thought at first that you said Bell's Too Hard, and I was like, I've never heard of that one. Bell's Too Hard. Because I like my beer extra. Like, extra hard. <laughs> Made with unsoftened water. <laughs> it's, like an, it's like an IPA with twice the IBU and four times the alcohol content. And it's just bitter. If only. Yeah. And they aged it like uh, in a in a Malort cask. Mm-hmm. I assume. Yeah, it's yeah, it's Malort aged, uh, suck beer. Man, Malort <laughs> aged anything sounds like a living nightmare. Speaking like, of which, on on uh, October thirteenth, which was last Friday, they uh, there was they had they have a a Malort day in certain places in Chicago, and it's October 13th. And they usually celebrate it by having uh, Three Floyd's Dark Lord aged in Malort casks. Who decides this stuff? I don't know. Satan? (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. I'm trying to think of anything that Malort would make better, and the only thing I can think of (laughs) is... Like a, a bullet, <laughs> like like other poison. <laughs> divorce. I think it makes divorce better. Divorce <laughs> by comparison. <laughs> oh man, uh, Malort making divorce better since 1884. <laughs> Malort, when the Pope votes no on the annulment. I pictured the I pictured uh, Benedict the Sixteenth like sitting in like a gladiatorial arena with a thumbs down. <laughs> I was no. going with like Henry no. the Eighth clapping his hand. <laughs> now I can just call phone numbers through here, right? Yeah, if you have credits on your account. Dost thou? Now what? I don't know. Hit enter. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Hit enter. It adds another one. Oh. That's now. Weird. Now I can't get the dial pad to go away. All right. So that's not how that. <laughs> can't do that. Let's see here. Let's try this again. Adding him. Adding him. I don't think we're going to get him. <laughs> oh, son of a biscuit. 
Well, how do you get Skype credits? Uh, you got to pay for them. I up at the, uh, well, I don't know. Are you on your phone or your laptop? I'm on my laptop. Uh, in the in the uh, screen of your Skype window up Wait, near your I name, to, it should say to, add credit. Do I have to pay for them? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to pay for Skype credits. I can't make these numbers go off the dial pad. I would try and panic. <laughs> so, <laughs> about it. Let me try to find him again. Maybe he's got a different. Uh, you know how we had to do with Nick. Yeah. That could be the case. Yeah, maybe he's just. Uh... Yep, that's what it is. Hmm. That explains a lot. It would also explain why I don't have him on my contact list for to add. Or why the one that I've been trying to add for the last 20 minutes. Is, is offline. Yeah. Right. Uh, Same here. I hate this new Skype. It's the worst. I would agree with that. If you're ever wanting to start a podcast, avoid Skype like the plague. Like the plague. Let's see. Uh, what? I've, I've got I've got him now. I got a I got us. Yeah, I'm just waiting for him to uh, accept my uh, accept me as uh, a friend in, in, in a Skype lover. union. Uh, so, well, that being said, uh, let's see. What else? Um, oh, I finally got around to going out and watching it. By the way, ooh, what'd you think? Holy so hell! That is that was very very. Uh, it, it was great. It was very intense. Um, you liked it, didn't you? I I did. I thought that Skarsgård did an amazing job. All of the kids were fantastic. Oh, he was he was Hello? given an impossible. Alex, there he is. Let, so so here's here's what happened. Uh, we've already uh, a little bit of recap. Um, so you 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 you're on your phone right now. Yeah. So you're using the mobile app. I'm using the mobile app. So, first of all, the Skype mobile app is a piece of trash. Oh, I've let's, I've learned that quickly. Let's get that out of the way. Secondly, um, it's done this thing where like um, it creates almost like a new contact. Um, oh. For the longest time, we couldn't get Nick on the show because we didn't know it created a whole new contact for him until we figured it out, and that's. I don't know why we didn't think about it sooner, but uh, hey, anyway, you're here. Yeah. So how are you, friend? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? Fantastic. How are the wife and kids? Family doing great? They're doing well. They're Good. they're they're still putting up with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we you're here with us tonight because we are not experts in Black Panther, and okay. last I checked. Um, at the Goodman Project, the number is it number two or three trending article is yours. Uh, yeah, and it's it's titled, and this is, it's it's funny that you titled it this because when I watched the trailer, it's what I said to myself. The title of your article is "Unapologetically Black Panther." Yeah, and that's awesome because that's what that's what I got out of the trailer. Oh yeah. No, I I, uh, I tell you, man, this is I've been waiting for this all my life, straight up and down. 
So let's go ahead and uh, start off, I guess. Uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, we've seen him in Civil War a little bit, so we've got a taste of who this character is, but who is the Black Panther and what is Wakanda? Like, uh, tell us a little bit about like this this specific Marvel character and the setting we're getting ourselves into. All right. Well, you know, um, so for me, Black Panther is much more than a comic book like movie. This is sure. the f- historic first black superhero. I mean, this is like legit. You know, wasn't kind of a, you know, Black Vulcan or Black Lightning or, you know, kind of hyphenated thing. Not, you know, whatever. He was, you know, um, an original character. He was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, um, you know, of Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four fame. Um, uh, In 1966, I believe. And, you know, the story of Black Panther, he's... Um, part of this like Afro-futuristic, you know, paradise of Wakanda um, features a noble, brilliant and powerful man of color leading and protecting a country. And he's um, it's probably like a hundred years, you know, ahead of its time, ahead of the industrial world. It's wealthy, it's innovative, it's prosperous, it's prosperous and uh, it's never been conquered. And, um, you know, this character and this world um, is kind of like, it's become to represent like, you know, pride. It's um, the storyline defines colonial history and the exploitation of Africa's resources and enslavement of its people. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, you know, the, the trailer, like I said, really kind of like spoke to a lot of what I was looking for um, and I mentioned in my article, you know, if you if you don't use Google, you know, you think about how many black superheroes have led like a franchise that you've seen on the big screen. And, you know, yeah, Blade is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Wesley, but that was 98. That's like 20 years ago. That's rated R. My kid can't watch that. You know, right. there's been nothing out since then really i mean yeah you had spawn rated r you got luke cage which was awesome he can't watch that either right so you know there's no representation like zero i mean look how long it took for them to do wonder woman and wonder woman saved um you know warner's bacon because they were they were petro because batman and superman weren't selling and as soon as wonder woman came around i mean she's a billion plus you know, in the coffers, and they're like, hey, maybe we should do more Wonder Woman. And now, you know, they're recutting the Justice League. It's basically Wonder Woman in the Justice League now. So, you know, they, they caught on. But, you know, you, you know, there, there's a hunger for it. There's a need for it. It's because women were like, damn, I want to see women kicking ass. And they got it. Wonder Woman was awesome. And I had called that one before. You know, you remember we were talking about this. It's like, you know, I mean, way back in the day, I think it was like 2014, I was talking about, you know, Wonder Woman and, and they really need to like kind of break the glass ceiling there in that regard. And they were just leaving money on the table because it's just kind of the old story of, you know, kind of sexism and whatever. I, you know, it's amazing in 2017, you know, still controversial to have, you know, people of color or women or, you know, and they talk about how, you know, in the new Marvel books, a lot of the, you know, older characters are retiring or they're 
they're swapping their gender or, you know, like they had, I remember this whole big uproar about Captain America being, you know, um, um, Sam instead of uh, Steve Rogers. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. they turn around for some reason and make Steve Rogers a Nazi. I I don't know what happened there. I don't know whose decision that was, but you know, it's, it's, you know, these things change and I'm sure that, you know, they're going to have the heat. This is okay. Well, enough with this, um, you know, Steve Rogers, was a Nazi all this time, you know, kind of business, and they'll change it around, you know? I, I don't know. I think it was somebody I had spoken to before, we were talking about Thor, and there was this thing about, you know, Thor and the controversy. You remember when it was, like, Jane Foster? Sure. Was Thor, and, and then, um, you know, the Odin son, he he just became Thor Odin's son because he wasn't worthy of the mantle of Thor. Like, um, he got shook by the um, the god killer, and you know, he got in his head and he was like, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm not worthy. And when he didn't believe it was worthy, he couldn't wield the hammer. And Jane, you know, she uh, she became, you know, the new Thor and there was this whole thing. And, and somebody was saying, you know, well, what if I grew up with Thor and Thor was a guy and he was this white guy and, I, you know, whatever. And I was like, well, you always have those old books. You'll always have old Thor. You'll have, you have like, I don't know how many years Thor's, Thor's been around as long as Iron Man and all those cats. So mm-hmm. at least like, you know, 60, 70 years of Thor comics and, you know, on, you know, uh, comicology, you can get whatever you want, you know, from way back issues to whenever you've got all these, you know, MCU movies you've got, I mean, there's no shortage of that. So why not give the ladies you know, Jane Foster Thor for a little bit, because you know they're going to eventually just switch back to the regular Thor anyway. So why not let them get a little bit of joy for now? You know, it was ridiculous when I was, and I was at the panel when people were screaming about, I mean, it was like people that kind of know about comics. It was like, you know, these people that are like, um, you know, it wasn't just kind of like sweaty fanboys. It was like, well, they were sweaty fanboys too, but these were business people. These were people that were... um, you know, owners of comic book shops. And they were complaining about how, you know, the diversity is killing the sales and, you know, you know, all these women, every all these women are everywhere. And it's like, hey, guess what? We read comics too. We love comics too. And we've loved your comics. And we love that there are people, there are women and people of color actually writing and getting a chance to kind of give a new perspective. And I, I think there's room at the, look, I'm for, I'm not for building walls. I'm for making a longer table. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I'm coming from. Well, so there's no reason to to say, well, you can't have this. It's, it's, you know, let's, let's, you know, it's, it's only, it only makes sense because, you know, you have so many people. I mean, nowadays, look, there's so many people consider themselves like geeks and, you know, comic book nerds or, or even like just kind of casual viewers of the stuff. You know, moms are taking their kids to these, see these things, and maybe they were into it, maybe they weren't. But you know, it's it's gone mainstream. It's it's. I mean, you you look at New York City Comic Con, it can't even fit in the Javits Center, and I mean, you could fit like three seven forty sevens in the Javits Center, and I gotta go all over town to cover this thing. I mean, it's well, it's just spilling out of you know. I mean, it's it's getting huge. So I, I I say you know the more the better. I mean, why limit it? You know, that's my deal. So well, there's always going to be there's always going to be white male superheroes. Right. Always. Oh, yeah. There's always going to be. And one thing I've learned from you since we've been friends is, and it's something that I never thought about because I've always been represented in film yeah. and TV. 
is that representation, it matters. It means something. And I think it's cool that you've got a, you know, you've got a son. I mean, how old is your son? 10? He's 10. Okay, so you're you're going to have, I mean, your son's going to see, you're gonna, he's going to see Black Panther. He's going to oh, see yeah. a, he's going to see a, 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 a stud black superhero on screen. And that's, um, I mean, that's going to mean something. Oh, yeah. No, that's like, he's like Batman. He's richer than Batman, matter of fact. Sure. He could buy Batman like 10 times over, <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And he's got the technology. He's got the smarts. You know, he's got the whole package. And I mean, this is just, you know, it, it's, again, you know, and, and it's not only my son, but my daughter, because, you know, sure. Shuri, she was also a, a Black Panther. I mean, when uh, in the in the comics and, you know, they had a One Nation on the Foot, um, Tanisha Coates and... Um, and Brian Stelfreeze did, you know, the latest incarnation, which was amazing, which I kind of saw kind of resonating throughout the uh, trailer. I was like, you know, this is, you know, she's the she's the weapon. She's his Destro. You remember Destro, right? Like oh, G.I. Yeah. Joe? Right. Oh, yeah. She's mm -hmm. the weapon. She's the weapon designer. She's the one. I mean, she's, you know, she's the, the Tony Stark of Wakanda, basically. She, well, she and, designs all that stuff. And what's cool about Black Panther, too, is that he has he has a group of badass, badass <laughs> oh, yeah. women. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that I mean that's his bodyguard. Yeah. His, and they're the women. Royal guard. The, yeah. Uh, the Dora Melange. They yep. they are the they are his they are potential wives too. That's the thing. Oh because really? Wakanda, See, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Wakanda is not is a city state, but it's made up of all different you know tribal factions led by all kinds of different leaders. The, the the main leader is, you know, the Black Panther. He's the protector. He's the king of Wakanda. But his queen is picked from, hand-picked, like every tribe. There's probably, I think there's 12. And so they all get to their best and brightest women, their fiercest warriors, their smartest, the beautiful, most beautiful. They all get to have one be in the running for an unmarried king. So if the king's not married, he get, and this has been going on like hundreds of years. And actually, they had retired it, but um, uh, T'Challa and his father T'Chaka, they brought that back because that was something that they had retired. They brought back, and so um, you know, these are women that you know they they lay down their lives for him. They 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 are experts in every sort of combat and weapons, whatever. And yeah, and they are potential brides. So yeah, that's. I you know he's he's literally the man. <laughs> I, I cannot get I cannot get that scene from Coming to America out of my head now. Where would you like to meet your new your new bride? And it's that <laughs> she's your queen. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't, no, no, no. I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Oh yeah, no, I love that movie, man. I watch that every time that comes on. I don't care what I'm doing. I'll just watch that. I love Coming to America. But you know, but that's the thing. It's like when when folks saw that. You know, going back to that, you know, it's a comedy. It's like kind of over the top. But look, man, black people love coming to America. Let me tell you something. Black people love coming to America because you know what? It represented, it wasn't like Africa's not just this kind of like downtrodden problem place, right? I mean, yeah, it's got a lot of problems, but, you know, it's got a lot of colonialism. It has a history of, you know, just kind of being jacked up and carved up by, you know, like Belgium and France and England. You know, and all these arbitrary kind of, I mean, look, man, Africa's been through a lot. 
So, you know, to see the representation there, and that's why I wrote in my piece, I was like, look, you know, the, you, you look at Wakanda and you see, like, what if? What if there wasn't the problem with the colonialism? What if these thriving civilizations, I mean, hundreds of years before anything was going on in Europe, they had, you know, the kingdoms of Mali and they had the kingdoms of Timbuktu and, you know, they had the Zulu nation that ran like most of Southern Africa. You had all these, these vibrant kingdoms. And what if, you know, they had huge universities, you know, um, during the Dark Ages in Europe, they, they had a huge university in Mali that people would come from all over and study there, you know? So what if those civilizations had a chance to thrive and, and were never conquered and the people weren't enslaved and the resources, the natural resources weren't taken? And that's the whole thing. Like when Stan Lee and Jack Kirby first wrote that, they were like, Wakanda was never conquered. It was never, it was always protected by the Black Panther and by, you know, the warriors of Wakanda. They always had their, you know, um, you know, ace up their sleeve and they fought colonialism. They fought, you know, and they were sitting on top of, you know, a meteor, uh, you know, the only source of vibranium on earth. So they got vastly wealthy and, you know, they were able to, you know, get the best of technology and, you know, their scientists were brilliant because they could, you know, just fund the universities, there's free education for all there. I mean, it was a utopia. It was a black utopia. And that's something that, you know, is very, you know, appealing and intriguing because, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's something that, you know, it, it, it's, it's an aspirational thing. So when you talk about coming to America and you see like, you know, James O. Jones and he's got his like lion thing and they got all this gold and they're like, you know, whatever. And he's just kind of throwing hundred dollar bills everywhere. It's like, yeah, that's like, you know, that's the dream. That's like, you know, yeah, it's the representation, you know, it's like seeing, you know, yeah, you know, there's, there are people in Africa from Africa that are wealthy and learned and, you know, they're not dependent on anyone. So, so it's just a source of pride there. So yeah, absolutely. I think it's cool too what what Kugler did with uh, the Black Panther is, you know, you could very easily, and I, and I think they do it a lot in Hollywood where they're afraid to go, they're afraid to just go for it and give you a unless you're watching like a black exploitation like a mm -hmm. like a like a Jackie Brown or, or or Shaft or something like that. Yeah, where they're afraid to go. Like just like just we're gonna have a cast of black people, uh -huh. and we're gonna make a movie. Mm -hmm. Besides Stan Lee, the other two white guys in this movie are Bilbo and Gollum. Mm -hmm. God, and, <laughs> and that's so good, isn't it? You know, and that's they awesome. didn't Tolkien white guys. Yeah, exactly. And they didn't. It's it's. I just I think it's. I'm very proud of what Marvel did with this, and I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be awesome. First of all, the trailer. It's badass. Like oh, let's also, is, let's talk about the music for a second. Like, that's where I was going to go. Alone. I don't. It was awesome. Oh yeah. It just it carried all of the swagger for it. Like it, it really set the tone for the the characters, the the style of action that's coming in. Like it. Oh, it's so good. No, it was sick. It was sick. You know, and it's funny because you know when um. You know, Stan Lee, and that's the thing too. It's that I think that um. You know, uh, when you talk about like, you know, Stanley and Kirby, I mean, when they were um, talk, they talked about this more than once about how 
um, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King were kind of their templates for Professor X and Magneto. Mm -hmm. You know, that they they saw the X-Men as, you know, um, you know, that was, you know, during the civil rights era. And that's kind of when all of, a lot of these comics came. That's when the civil, the, the, the mutants were an analogy for, you know, black folks in America. And if you look at how there was this whole kind of, you know, um, pushback against the civil rights movement and how, you know, there was this, you know, Magneto was basically Malcolm X. He says, look, you know, by any means necessary. That was Magneto. And Professor X was more like Martin Luther King. He was like, look, you know, we got to try to, you know, be together and, you know, have brotherhood or whatever. And, and so there was that both, there was that dynamic and it's like, okay. And, you know, there, there was a benefit of, you know, there was a stick in the carrot. It's like, okay, so if you're not going to do it King's way, you don't want it Malcolm's way. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, there, there was that. And, and so I really appreciate that, um, especially when you had stories like, um, um, you know, Black Panther versus the Ku Klux Klan, which was, you know, phenomenal story, you know, celebrate. I recommend anybody watch, read that. And it, funny, it would be in 2017, like, you know, up to date. You know, and being talking about the yeah, plan. no, just the plan is still so walking relevant. around, and that's crazy, right? I mean, can you imagine? I, I, I you know, it's it's crazy. So, so yeah, we're still talking about this stuff. We're still marching. We still got to deal with this nonsense. So, yeah, it's it's uh, so so I say that, you know, that they went for it, and that actually Black Panther ushers in um, the Infinity War storyline. Basically, this is where it starts. It's like you know, at the end of this movie, supposedly, spoiler alert, that this leads into directly into, you know, the events after Ragnarok and it all kind of flows together. I mean, there's like 19, 20 pictures now all kind of influence each other. Marvel building on this kind of whole up to this point where you're going to have the Avengers uh, Infinity War going on. And a big part of that I hear is, um, you know, going to be told or the beginning of it's going to be told through Black Panther. So so I'm definitely looking forward to it. But yeah, it, it yeah, it was amazing. It, it looks like it, uh, that's where from everything that I've read and it's it, grain of salt, it's the internet. Yeah. But it's it seems like Infinity War is 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 going to start with Thanos uh, I don't want to say laying waste to Wakanda, but that's it's his first Stop. Oh yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. He sends in the Black Order. He sends in right. his children, and right. they they are, you know, and it's funny how they echo each other because you know Stephen Wolf gets sent by Dark Side, right? To you know whatever soften us up, and then you know Thanos is sending you know the Black Order to soften us up. What? Why? Why do all these big villains have he, their infant their their entry team? Because even like Galactus has the Heralds of Galactus. Why because don't any of them just show up first? Because that's just that's just warfare. It's like you send you I send mean, the pawns first. Was, the king don't just jump in. It's the pawns first, you know. Right. So, if I mean, if I was some sort of like megalomaniac supervillain, I would totally have peons go and like herald me at like base <laughs> harbinger of death. Yeah. Blow you know, the trumpets I mean, or whatever. I mean, Galactus. He he had his heralds because it was like easier for him 
than to move his entire, you know, real estate, his spaceship and himself. I mean, that's a lot. Look, that's a lot of power that he's using to just move himself around. So he's like, look, I'm going to give you a little power cosmic. You go out and find me a planet. And then when you then call me and I'll come get you. And that's what he does. It's, it's more efficient that way. Right. Hey, I mean, hey, uh, Galactus, I have found a great place. You would. Yeah. Not... Yeah. <laughs> a unique fixer upper opportunity. That was Steve, Herald of Galactus. Steve, Herald of Galactus. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, speak, speaking of um, Infinity War and, and you brought up Justice League, uh, what's, your, what's, your, what's your trust level in Warner Brothers to do Justice League justice? Well, look, I, I think that as long as they, look, as long as I see Wonder Woman, as long as Gal got her armor on and her boots on and she's doing her thing, I don't. They can do no wrong. I tell you what, I, I you know, my daughter, she loved that. She, she, she watched Wonder. I don't know how many times I had written this thing not too long ago about her and what her reaction to Wonder Woman was. I mean, basically, she was saying that you know what, you and William can visit mommy and me when I move to Themyscira with her, but y'all can't stay because it's only women there. So. I mean, that's her thing. She, she was like, y'all can come visit, but y'all can't stay because no dudes allowed. So she was all over Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was amazing and, and long overdue. And so they, you know, Warner, again, I think they learned their lesson because it looks funnier. That's number mm -hmm. one. It looks like it's more entertaining. Like they get that, you know, yes, you can be angst ridden and, you know, I mean, but you know, Batman shouldn't be killing anybody. Superman shouldn't be so goddamn morose. Oh, I'm Superman. Let me go to the mountains and shit. I mean, they don't, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> people want to see, people, I'm serious. Nobody wants to see that. That's awesome. Nobody wants to see Superman. Oh, I'm so, I'm Superman. Oh, but I can't do anything and I'm sad. Why nobody are they to trying that. to pretend too in their marketing that he's not in the movie? It's like, like well, we know, we know he's in the movie. Oh, they have the Why toys are... of him in the movie. They See, that's the thing. I always go to these trade shows and they have to get the toys out six months because they get them all from China. So they all have, they all have to like make the toys like in a month and then they switch the machines and make another toy, right? So they have to get all that shit done way in advance. So I see all this shit. I'm like, that's the biggest spoiler. If you go to any of those toy things, if you can get into any of those toy fairs, you're going to get scoops. Because, like, Stefan, I knew Stefan Wolf was in it, you know, way longer before anything because you see the toy. You see, you see, you see all the stuff that's going to go in it. So, yeah, they, they you know, they, they try to pretend, you know, and, oh, it's a reveal and this and that. But they can't, they can never keep things very close to the vest, especially nowadays with the internet and there's just this whole ecosystem, me included, just kind of like combing for every little bit and scrap and trying to, you know, there's a whole kind of spoiler, you know, kind of, you know, mentality on, on the internet. So everybody's trying to outscoop everybody else. So yeah, it's crazy. It, it, but yeah, it, it, he, clearly he's going to be in it, you know? Um, right. Yeah. And so, but, but I love, I, I think that they're going to do well. I, I, I can't see them going backwards after they had so much success with Wonder Woman. They went in and they got um, Joss Whedon to reshoot a bunch of stuff. Yeah, um, they're, well, they're, they're effectively turning it into a Marvel movie. 
and that's a proven for they are don't well, you, you can't even deny it well, look at all well, like no, no, no. the trailer yeah, was a shot for shot this, this, this is what trailer. This is i think the they got just was. need to do it this this is what i think the theory was they didn't have 19 movies to do right they didn't you know marvel they did a great job because most of the people that marvel has movies of nobody's ever heard of i mean people have heard of thor people have heard of um iron man captain america but other than that maybe the hulk but think about it i mean they had rocket raccoon movie they they had <laughs> guardians of the galaxy they had you know i mean they had all these different characters that nobody has ever really heard of so they did this all this kind of interconnected tissue you know basically warners is like batman 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 right like batman is their cash cow and superman sometimes and so now it's like they had to do it quick. So what they did was it's like, okay, we're going to give you, you know, Man of Steel. He's still, he's not sure what he is, if he's going to be Superman or not. Then they had Batman was like, you know, they did this kind of weird amalgam of year one Batman and Dark Knight Batman. Like he's like, you know, he's, he's, it's almost as if they, they took like him at the beginning of his career and the end of his career and like mashed them together. And so he's this crazy, psychotic dude killing people. And then, like, all of a sudden, you know, he's pals with Superman because they both, their mothers both have the same name. Martha. And Martha! And then, <laughs> so now he wants to honor Superman. And now he wants to be good. And he is not going to kill anybody anymore. And all that. So, but 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 they had their kind of method, I think. I think that what, what they really needed in the mix was the kind of, you know, Wonder Woman was, was it. Wonder Woman is the glue that keeps all that together. If they didn't have her, if Wonder Woman do, didn't do well, that, was, that would have been the end. They wouldn't know what to do with themselves. Oh, sure. Because, yeah. So now, and I mean, you know, yeah. They, but I, I think you that... You can't deny that Justice League is, like, as of right now, marketed as a Marvel movie just with DC characters. Uh, but They've I, got but Joss I... Whedon to come through to do reshoots for the whole yeah. thing. They've got those punchy jokes. They've got that hip 80s rock music. Yeah. And, like, oh, look, uh, we've got... Uh, Jason Momoa is gonna surf down a building on top of some guy and then like do which a, is badass. Don't get me wrong, super bad. And the poster is right out of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. But, but I, love I think it. it's fantastic. Holy it's great. Cut for cut, scene for I'm scene. Not, Marvel not, movie. I'm not. But look, man. But Marvel makes the same movie over and over. It's like there's this blue thing from the sky, and there's always this like you know they everybody does the same thing. There's no nothing new under the sun. I mean, but 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 what I will give them credit for is that they recognize that Wonder Woman was, you know, Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot. They they nailed it. They gave people what they wanted. You know, they stretched it a little bit, but they they kept it true to who she was. Right? Nobody had to figure out. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, why is, you know, why is Superman so you know sad and why is Batman so crazy? It's like, you know, it, it Wonder Woman. You know, she's a martial woman. She knows how to fight, but she didn't have much experience with like death. Nobody dies on Themyscira. I mean, nobody fucks with them, right? So, you know, she got raised by, you know, like thousands of aunties who's the only kid on the island. So she was raised by love. I mean, she's the most well adjusted of the three. Think about it. You know, you got this guy dressing up as a bat, and then Superman, he, you know, he's hiding in the closet when he's six years old because he can't, he can see through people. I mean, what does that do to you, right? So. Yeah, it's crazy. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be okay. I I'm think, digging. I I'm, say, I'm digging. I'm digging the Flash. 
yeah. The no, Flash, the Flash is, right. is hilarious, but he's always been hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's always been kind of comic relief. I, I Cyborg's say, gonna be cool. I like the way they look. They have Cyborg look. Oh, they've got a great. Yeah, no. Wh- whoever did the concept design for that and like yeah. followed up with it, like did really really well. It will be the best DC movie that's put out. I'm sure of that. Uh, but, but that being said, with the exception of Wonder Woman, the bar is like tripping level. So, yeah. so I'm hoping I'm hoping that it does actually hold a candle and like like actually goes above and beyond and is yeah. like gives DC a movie that's worthy of DC. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I was talking to some of the 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 creatives at DC at Comic Con. And what I heard was that, you know, the Flash movie is going to be basically Flashpoint. It's going to be Flashpoint Paradox. So you're going to see, you know, like, I mean, you guys are familiar with Flashpoint, right? You've seen the... Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. So it's a dark story. And it's crazy. It's like you're going to see all this stuff turned on its head. And, I mean, that's going to be brilliant. I mean... You know, and the, and the only thing that's going to lighten it up is is um what's his name Ezra Miller is that the guy's name Ezra yeah yes. gonna, yeah he's the only one that's going to be lighting it up because that is a hard story. I met the guy that wrote it um the the animator the 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 writer of the the the, the adaptation the the Warner Brothers mm-hmm. adaptation the, the the and he was like yeah um you know people love it though because it's a great story it's amazing and actually i was asking them i was like well what 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 would you want like dream time like what would you want to see you know as far as the make people were talking about red sun they'd love to see superman red sun where he I've was heard a lot of that recently. um they'd love to see um uh well you know all-star superman uh which was great um the store the 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 animated story and the comic was fantastic. That would be a great, you know, story with Superman. Um, Kingdom Come is a great storyline. You know I what mean, I'd so... really love to see? Darkest Night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think that would be phenomenal. If they really wanted to take this, like, dark, gritty universe and yeah. run with that, mm-hmm. fucking just immediately throw in the Green Lanterns and they're coming to Earth and running the fuck away from the Black Lanterns. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> really like, excited. You, I think that there is going to be Lanterns in this. In Justice League? In Justice League? Oh, yeah. Well, they've already, like, we, I don't know about, like, if Green Lantern himself is going to get dropped in, but, yeah, no, like, we're definitely getting Lanterns. Stephen we're going, Wolf, like, we're drops going it to in get, one of the trailers, I think. We're going to get a Green Lantern, whether or not it's how... I think it's going, be Ab, it's going to be Ab and Sewer. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. I agree with you. I, I could definitely see a post credit scene where... Um, not, uh, not Renner? What's his name? Uh, fucking... Oh, who is the, the, the guy who really awful... No, the 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 really Killing awful one. lantern who collects all of the rings and becomes God Lantern or whatever. Well, that was Hal Jordan and Emerald Twilight when he went crazy. Man, em- uh, Jordan's not the one that I'm thinking of though. Uh, it was Atrocitus. No, 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 no. He was one of the Green Lanterns, but oh, Sinestro. Uh, no. Man, uh, Green Lantern. Because the one that I remember, the, I mean, the Emerald Twilight thing was all of, you know, Coastal City gets blown up and he goes crazy and he takes all the rings to re- to remake Coastal City. That was that was, but it turned out that he was, you know, possessed by Parallax. So, hey, hold on a second. 
Naturally. If, if the Flash movie is going to be Flashpoint Paradox, is that the Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne? I, I hope so. I would I'd be love about to it. That because he said that he wants to do it. Geek boner. Oh yeah. I would love yeah. to see the oh, yeah. alcoholic, Batman? murderous Dude. Thomas Wayne. Dude. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan. As and Batman. then that also means that you're gonna have what's her name, um, Maggie. I forget her name. What? Is gonna be the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That uh, will be cool. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Yeah. See now I'm I so in for that. That's now I want be it. So cool. Uh, Kyle Rayner was the lantern that I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Kyle Rayner. Okay. Yep. Okay. So I don't know if they're going to go with him yet because I think that everybody knows how Jordan, they might go John Stewart. I, I think you're going to see, I think what you're going to see is, this is just my opinion. I think you're going to see, I think Avin Sewer is a great idea. And then I think you're going to see a post credit scene where you're either going to get Hal Jordan or John Stewart. I think the Green Lantern movie is going to have them both. Yeah. I would be totally cool with that. You're going to almost have like a buddy Cause it's Because it's actually like a Green Lantern. It's the, the Lantern core movie, right? It's not yeah. just Green Lantern. Yeah. See, and yeah. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I would love to see just... And again, we don't have to go through... It's the same thing with Spider-Man and all these other movies. We don't have to see the origin. I don't want to see nope. Uncle Ben shot again, nope. right? Mm-hmm. I we just can want go, we can all just the Lanterns. Start in the middle, yeah, we can just start from like assuming people know, and if they don't, they'll learn. I mean, don't spoon feed. I mean, just let people, you know, just just do it, right? Amen. I thought that all the things you want to say about Batman versus Superman, I think that that beginning montage, which was kind of shot for shot of um, Dark Knight Returns, that whole him remembering the pearls falling, you know, whispering Martha, the gun going off, all that stuff was brilliant that's like that's all you need just kind of the flavor of this is where the guy came from and that's it i mean everybody knows that you know batman his parents were killed and all that stuff but but that was such a brilliant way that they pulled that in and then you know went into the movie i thought i thought that was that was awesome because it gave you everything you need to know it was in the opening credits and that's it you don't have to go through more you know so Mm -hmm. i I love that part and wonder woman that was great. <laughs> Although I'll say one more thing about that: the um, extended cut is mm-hmm. far superior to the actual theatrical release of Wonder Woman. Uh, no, of um, uh, Batman vs. Superman. Oh, Batman vs. Superman. That's the only movie that's benefited from more, because a lot of the things that didn't make sense made sense because they filled in the gaps. So there's wait, a lot uh, of stuff they cut. They cut about the third of the picture. Because that was a three-hour movie. Really, really important question here while we're on the subject of DC. Uh, Who all is extremely stoked, air quotes, for uh, Suicide Squad 2? God, brain dead. Is that a real thing? I'm pretty sure that I've been seeing stuff for for that, yeah. I think they will. Oh, God. I, I want that to burn very quickly. If they would have like, if they would have put like any effort into the first one, which is a shame. Or the explosive like, in the back of its neck to go off. The, about the actors for the first one, like the method they got into, Jared Leto being fucking just an absolute creep. Um, whoever was uh, Captain Boomerang, um, 
like all of the uh, the stuff that he was doing on set, like everybody sounded like they were actually putting like time and effort into the movie. Yeah. And then they were just like, mm, you know what? Let's make this awful. <laughs> Fuck it. You know, have you guys ever seen um, Assault on Arkham? It's a, a DC uh, animated uh, Suicide Squad movie. It's Assault on Arkham. Mm. Um, it had, uh, you know, the main uh, Task Force X people and Batman in it. And basically, it's a, you know, it, it's a, a break into Arkham to get the Joker kind of thing going on. That was amazing. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you see it. Because if they're going to do a part two, that's what I would love to see. I would love to see that film. That would be amazing. Such a good story. And I tell you, and in DC Animated, I don't, they, you know, that's the thing. Marvel, the live action, they own. But DC, their animated is, is phenomenal. But their animated is tremendous. Yes, absolutely. I would argue that Marvel Knights holds a candle to it. Marvel Knight, which Marvel Knight? Uh, I mean, any of them, uh, Planet Hulk, Stephen Strange, uh, any, I mean, most any of them. They had a Punisher one, I believe, as well. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool, mean, Wolverine versus, like, they, the Marvel, Marvel Knight does really, really solid animation work. They, they do, they do good, some, they, they do some good stuff. And, you know, they also love the, um, they had, uh, I forget, I don't know if it was Funimation. There was a, there was a, a, a Japanese studio that was doing, a kind of an anime take on uh, X-Men, and uh, they also did... They did uh, Iron Man as well, didn't they? They did Iron Man, and, mm-hmm. and that was pretty... It was pretty slick. Um, those were kind of good. But, I mean, consistently, like, recently, I had seen... I, I was at the the the, um, the roundtable and the, the panel for the 30th anniversary. I mean, it's been... Actually, no, the 10th anniversary, 30 films... Uh, all the way from you know Superman Doomsday all the way up to I guess they have Batman and Harley Quinn and all those films in between and I tell you what pound for pound I mean it's you know they had they they were putting out three three a year for ten years so thirty films and I don't know how many Marvel Knights there are but I tell you what they have some phenomenal some fantastic stories that they are telling. Only because I think that, you know, DC, you know, at their best, they've got some, they had some great books. They had some great, you know, storylines to pull from. I mean, they've, they, they've got like a great catalog. So, you know, I mean, again, I, I think that um, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm not, you know, I'm not one of these, okay, DC's better, or Marvel's better. Or I, I'm just saying that everybody has their place. I'm glad that everybody's doing well. Like I said, I don't want to build walls. I want to make the table longer. I want to invite more people in. I want more people to be into it because then I get more. I get to see parademons, right? Like I never thought I'd see a freaking parademon on screen, right? <laughs> right. Right. Who thought they'd see a parademon? I'm who saying. Thought they, who thought would they would know? Anybody else would know other than us? Like what a parademon is, right? And I mean, come on, this is crazy. You know, it's 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 good. It's a good thing. People are like, oh, this sucks, and I'm like. Dude, shut up, man. This is awesome. They're making the shit you want. Be quiet. <laughs> you know? I mean, more of it. More. Yes. Go see it. Go see everything. You know? Go see everything. Don't boycott anything. Go see it all. You know? Spend as much money as you have. Rob people and go get it. 
You know, I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's just just not me. Just not me. Right. You know? What an excellent well, career. Well, if you were going to my house, you wouldn't get it. Well, you get my collectibles, but you wouldn't get much. But I, I mean, all I just my, want more. All of my precious all. metals are buried in the backyard. <laughs> As they should. I've, be. I've liquidated all my cash, and um, I think everybody, what people are sleeping on is bronze. Mm. Everybody's out there looking for, they're getting, you know, you know, trading in their, you know, getting some. I've gold. always been a big copper fan myself, mostly because <laughs> just a, you lot can, of, just a lot of copper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you can get it out of people's, uh, you know, window units. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Old statues, lots of old statues coming down. Lots of old statues yeah, coming go. down, just melted a little, little. Yeah, but no, really, don't, just, don't, don't sleep on copper. I'm no. <laughs> hey, Alex. Yes. What you geeking on this week, my man? What am I geeking on? What am I geeking on? Um. Oh well, I'm geeking on the um, DVD and Blu-ray release of Batman versus Two Face. Starring uh, William Shatner as Two Face. I met him, amazing. I mean, he's as cool as you could imagine. I mean, this is like Captain Kirk, man. This is amazing. This guy is still like happening, you know. And he, his performance um, with Adam West, and Adam West sadly had passed. He had done all his, all his stuff was in the can before he had he had died. So this is his, like, you know last performance as Batman, you know, he was the, you know, the white knight. He was the like, you know, happy Batman. He was the Batman that when I grew up, that was Batman. Right. So I love that cat. And I had met him actually, um, a couple of years ago when, uh, return of the crate to crusaders, which I also love. And again, you know, everybody has a Batman that they love. Everybody has their own thing, but the one that I could show my kids basically was his, you know, and my son loves the, you know, older Batman stuff. So, you know, when he, he got to meet William Shatner. And so it was, it was very cool. It was very cool. And he knows him from Star Trek too. Cause he loves the, I love, you know, the original series. And so now he watches it with me in Hulu. So, but he, yeah. So, so I'm geeking on that. It just got released. It's on digital download now, but it's also on DVD and Blu-ray. And it's, you know, Adam West's last performance as Batman and um, and uh, William Shatner's uh, first performance in a DC, um, as a DC villain, as Two-Face and Harvey Dent. So I'd say, you know, that's that's my main thing right now is, is, is uh, that's uh, that's a good stocking stuffer there. <laughs> that's awesome. Joseph? I think I really wanted to be geeking this week on the uh, lore live-action show on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Does really? it really? Oh, it's terrible. Oh, no. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to give it one more episode just to be safe, but the first episode was so bad it didn't buy a second episode. Wow. It's one wow. of the best podcasts out there. It is a fantastic podcast. doesn't translate to... to television for me very well hmm. so yeah. instead i uh i finished uh all of the new season of voltron that came out the same day oh, nice, nice. <laughs> good call and it's good it's it's as good as the rest of as the rest of the show has been 
they sent me lobby cards. They had these awesome lobby cards. You know what I have, you used to have um, in the theater you'd go and they'd have these lobby cards, like a little, you know, kind of thing, promotional thing from the movie. They have these awesome, like, set of lobby cards that they sent me. It was very cool. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go watch Voltron. Save yourself. Don't watch lore. No. Oh, no. That breaks my heart. Yeah. I mean, watch it if you want to. Like, if you're a really big fan of the podcast, check it out. But it's kind of, uh, it was more of the same. Uh, the first episode, he retells the stories about vampires and being buried alive. And so it's like, there was nothing new. And it wasn't really that interesting. And the acting was, was at best, wooden. <laughs> so it sucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, real bummer. Brutal. Mm-hmm. Rob, how about you? What are you geeking on this week? Um, so before I tell you what I was geeking on, I'm going to let you guys in on a little fact that I have learned today. Did you know that uh, during these, uh, I believe, the last three months or so, uh, the highest, the most binge-watched show on Netflix is Gilmore Girls. Why? I didn't know I that. I did not know that, I no but I, I believe well, it. Well, my girlfriend decided that that was something that I needed to watch in my life, so because she puts up with my bullshit all the time and uh, lets me go out and, I don't know, go to cons and party a lot, uh, I thought that I would go ahead and make a compromise here and watch Gilmore Girls. And let me tell you, that is way better than I ever expected it's, it to be. It's See, a it's, it's a great so show. Are you kidding me? Good. It is. It's really good. Like, I can't believe you're looking down your nose at it. It's fantastic. It's really good. I <laughs> I never thought that I would utter those words in my entire life. But like, if I, you haven't watched Gilmore Girls, fucking do it. <laughs> I didn't know you hadn't seen it, or else I'd been, I'd have been recommending it to you like Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> you're both lying. No, I, I. No, it's really no, good. It's a really good show. Fucking, fucking watch it. It's really, no, it's girl. really solid. It's I don't cool. even know what episode or season I started in on. I just like, she sat down and was like, "Here's an episode. You need to watch it from here on." And I was like, "Okay, fine." No, I won't. I won't vouch for the new stuff because I haven't now, seen like, it. Yeah, I've been trying to to finish it because apparently Netflix is eventually going to do another one and. I don't have enough shows to watch in my life, apparently. So, yeah, go more girls. <laughs> right on. <laughs> right. I'm, shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah, I know. Right. I know. <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> I'm simply shocked. <laughs> All right, um, uh, what have you been geeking on? What have I been geeking on? Uh... You know, honestly, to tie it back into the to the start of the show, um, I I I missed being a wine snob, and and coming back from upstate New York with all the wineries and and uh, bringing some of that wine home. Uh, Natalie and I, my wife, have been drinking it, and it's I don't know. I I think I'm gonna get back into drinking wine. I feel <laughs> healthy. <laughs> It's hard not to feel healthy with like half a bottle of something red in you. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just feel, I feel better. You know what? You know what pairs great with like three bottles of red wine? Three more bottles of red wine. 
I was going to say Gilmore Girls, but also oh, that. oh yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> a Pinot Noir and Gilmore Girls and a bubble. Yes, bath. I'm mm-hmm. saying them's the high life. <laughs> anyway, so that's where I'm at. Wine. That's... Speaking of wine, fantastic. I'm jealous. I'd like to be geeking on wine. I'm kind mm. of really big into. Uh, I'm really. Uh, I got this. Uh, Pinot Grigio I've been drinking lately. It's pretty nice. Nice. Yeah, that goes one. So anyway, that's what I'm geeking on. Wine snobbery. Oh, I like it. It's the best kind of snobbery. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. I just wanted to say that. Well, Alex, uh, where where can our listeners? Where can our listeners? Does that, did that was that grammatically? Yeah, that, that, that yeah. Out. yeah, you're good. That's cool. You're good. Where can where our. listeners can they? <laughs> where where can they find you? They can find me at um, the Goodman Project, um, all things geek, um, thegoodmanproject.com. They can find me on Alexander Yard at Facebook. They can find me on Insta Yard at on Instagram, and they can find me at that Alex Yard on uh, uh, Twitter, the Twitter. So yes, and uh, that I I have I edit you know all things geek. Uh, actually, I have a write up of the um, my interview with William Shatner. Uh, that's the latest all things geek. It comes out on Thursdays and um, Tuesdays and Thursdays every week. Um, more geek goodness for the geek nation so please check it out tell your friends page views or your friend so there i am that's where we will have them find you awesome thank you very much gentlemen well as uh, always i was just gonna say that as always man it's a pleasure talking to you absolutely dude you guys rock um you guys are amazing uh you know it's funny when i was at the con uh, they were giving out samples of Deathwish coffee. Are you guys still Deathwish coffee people? I, I, I still I am. I still drink it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. It's like I haven't slept for three days. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, it's 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 insane. That's uh, it's powerful what, stuff. When I when I switched my aunt's coffee out, it was just like a it was like an old Folgers commercial. <laughs> when I when I switched I her coffee that. out with I'm old Death enough Wish, to remember that, yeah. Man, she was uh she couldn't she couldn't I don't think she could do math. <laughs> <laughs> I've only had two cups of coffee, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> I think you've actually had like twelve. <laughs> yeah, you've actually caffeine wise coffee, so oh, only what? a couple. <laughs> well, Alex, thanks for joining us and uh we'd love to have you back. Uh, oh, absolutely! Anytime I'll, I'll come at back all. Anytime you want. And absolutely. actually, anytime you anytime you want to come on, let us know, and we'll. There's always right. room for Alex. Oh, okay, that sounds good. Like Jello. So, <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, take it easy, my man. I think there are plugs. Plugs, right? Always plugs. There's sure always so. plugs in the banana stand. <laughs> Nico here. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Chap Snatter, and listen to our twats, especially from Rob Bass, as he will keep you up to date on all the latest and greatest going on with the show. Also, follow us on YouTube, iTunes, and RedTube. The five stars. We love you. Hello, this is Sherlock Holmes.
if you can't get enough Cartoon Joe, check out him. Check him out on this this freaking show podcast on uh, Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Get on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash geekcastlive for special content, perks, and that warm, fuzzy feeling that you're doing something awesome and helping out our podcast. We wouldn't be anywhere without you guys, and we look forward to bringing you geeky content for a long time to come.